Ready to roll though. Everything's yeah. sounding good in the levels and everything. Yep. All right, man. My guy Eddie, how's it going? It's going good, dude. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. We like we said, we just had a pretty like a basically a mini podcast just now before we got started. I know. <laughs> but we'll have to leak some of that uh, to the viewers to get some behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get right into it off the bat because you're a really interesting guy, man. I look at it as like you're the trainer whisperer. Oh, you know I mean? that's kind of <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm all right. I just, I don't <laughs> but uh, so, so right off the bat, let's get into it with that. Then let's uh, kind of give us a brief idea of what you would say, what you do now, and what your kind of title is, and and what you would refer to yourself nowadays, just to give the audience an idea. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I guess like technically, like the identity I most identify with right now is probably business coach. And that honestly was like one of the hardest things for me to like to to grasp for the longest time. Cause I never felt like, oh, like I'm and like I know it all or like I could like truly like, I don't know, like give this knowledge out or coach like I never really felt like like a business coach for a while but at the end of the day like um I I've just come to like that I realized that that was just imposter syndrome like I was just like afraid to like I guess like say it out loud or like just like own up to it but at the end of the day I've become much more comfortable with it now I'm just like that's really what I am I'm a business coach and like I look back at everybody that's like that like I've gotten to like to like I've gotten help from and like the the testimonials I've gotten and, and like it's just giving me more confidence to uh, truly accept like that's what I do. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. how I came across you is yeah. because I have followed a decent amount of people that kind of have came through you. Yeah. So like I I want to say I came across you first when you were uh, when. Omar was training with you, Dr. Gaines. Oh man, that was a while ago. That's yeah. like almost two years ago. Yeah, I yeah, say. and it, and it, and I yeah. was telling Luis too. It might even been before that. Yeah. Because the trainer or the coach that coached him for some of his was a girl that I thought I might have seen training at your place as well. Ah, uh, Sarah, was, you're probably talking about the fitness line is Sarah Mans. Oh, no, I definitely no. seen her too, which okay. maybe that's kind of where things yeah. came full, full circle. But I also seen a girl, and like I said, this could be totally off, but yeah. it's, uh, I think her name was Jacked Muscle or something like that on uh, Instagram. And maybe she didn't train there. Maybe, maybe the, the areas just look similar. Yeah. But I just know that like not long after I seen him, uh, kind of getting back uh, to Columbus after being in the military and all that gotcha. and seeing him training here. I seen him training with you and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I like, let me see what this spot is, this training ground. Yeah, and that, and I kind man. Of then you, yeah, you saw my come up then because when yeah, Omar yeah. was around, we were just the gym and like, uh, yeah, we didn't like, we were just, just the gym. We were gotcha. just running well, space out to people. Then. Yeah, like I had not like really even figured out like what training grounds like like was to be honest with you like back then like man that was probably omar oh man omar joined like our second year of somewhere in our set year two of our business and like we were still at that point like just like hovering below break even like we like didn't have anything figured out we're just like trying to like get more trainers to come in and rent we weren't helping trainers like grow their business because like we just we, we weren't thinking like that yet like yeah i just have, wasn't thinking like that so was your idea off the bat like you said was it at first to just be a gym is that yeah how it started yeah so long story short well maybe i won't keep it too short but like yet, like long story long story maybe short is <laughs> is that um so brandon o'shoden authentic fitness on instagram if anybody follows them I'll or follow just brandon him. i follow or, him as well yeah, yeah or just brandon o'shoden he was my trainer um man i was coming off a breakup I was just like this scrawny 125 pound kid and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to like, 
like i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna get big i'm gonna impress girls and like that was like my plan i didn't know how to do it i was hitting the gym i didn't know like that i should be like eating more mm -hmm. i didn't know about like like how much rest I should be taking. And like I met Brandon O'Shoden. Um, he was a trainer at LA Fitness in, on Goodale at the time. And uh, I mean, like he helped me go from 125 to 165 in like a short amount of time. Like I was like beyond thrilled. Brandon and I became tight. We're still like good friends to this day. And basically, um, he eventually like outgrew like um, the LA Fitness. He was just like, look, I've always wanted to do my own business. You can't do it like working for a corporate gym. So, um, am I allowed to say their name, by the way, LA Fitness? Like, I'm I don't think it's a problem, but yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Just making sure. But that, I don't that's... think we're big time enough for all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, so he decided to quit. He quit LA Fitness and like um, he started training clients out of his basement, out of his garage. And like I didn't want to start over with anybody else. So I was had a real tight relationship with Brandon. He didn't even have to ask me. I was just like, yo, like let's go. So like no matter where he was, he was like literally like 30 minutes across town and I would still drive to like train with him just because like we like I, I wanted to. Um, and like his business grew to the point where like he couldn't like he was getting kicked out of like every apartment that he was running from because like his clients were taking up all the parking, like we were dropping too much weight, we we're grunting too loud, whatever it is. And so like um, he needed like a place to run his business. And I believe like he was he had found a spot he was ready to like go all in on on like his own location and what like the biggest thing that held him back um was that he didn't want to spend all of his time managing a building mm -hmm. he didn't want to run a gym he wanted to just focus on training and helping people and so that was like the biggest thing holding him back and that's when like in my mind i was just like well, well like like why isn't there a gym for trainers like do you either have to like work for a gym or you have to save up enough money and then you have to go like literally invest everything you got into like your own space and stuff and there's like really no in between and so for me like i guess i had a little seedling of an entrepreneur mind then i was like well like maybe i'll just do it so that's what like gave me the idea of like um a gym for trainers and so man, it all just kind of started from there. Like, um, I didn't let myself slow down. Like I like made a business plan with, uh, my roommate who's like my best friend from college. Um, yeah, we like made a business plan together. We we're like, what do we do now? Like, I guess we got to raise money. And then like, we went around and we like pitched our idea to a bunch of like fam. Uh, we kept family out of it. We, uh, we pitched our idea to a bunch of friends. We convinced them it was a good idea. So I guess we did okay there. And we raised like, uh, I think we raised a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars from. Actually, let me take that back. Hundred fifteen thousand dollars from nine people the first round. Yeah, and like at that point we're like, shoot, like <laughs> we got the money, we have the plan. There's like literally no excuses now except to go out and execute. So like we kind of put ourselves in a spot. Like it would have been so easy if people like didn't give us money and we could like walk away from this idea. But the fact that we pursued it hard enough to the point where like we had money sitting in a bank account, like just needed to be deployed somewhere we're like oh there's no there's no turning back now and like we've eventually uh came across the location um man so our first location we came across was this warehouse and like we're and like i was at the point where i was like i don't want to like regret like not doing something let my fears get in the way so we were pursuing this warehouse pretty hard and i'm so glad we didn't get this place. Like it would not have ended well. There was no air conditioning. We there was no showers. Like we would have to spend a crap ton of money, like outfitting it for like plumbing and all that. Plumbing, yeah, mm -hmm. to build a bathrooms and like all that kind of stuff. Um, and like I think the only reason why we didn't get this place was because 
Um, the landlord at the time was this big corporation. I don't think they thought we were like serious enough about it. So like the terms of their lease was as my real, as my real estate agent put it, like predatory. Like he was like, he only gets paid if we like sign this lease. And he was like, I would advise you not to do this. <laughs> like gotcha. this is, and they're like not budging on any of the terms. They're not negotiating at all. So we, we walked away from that. Um, and I'm so glad we did because just like uh, about a year later, took us a year to find the right spot, but we were patient about it. Like we found the, our spot that we're in now. It used to be a gym before. So there was like a changing room, um, like bathroom, showers, um, open concept, like everything was already laid out to be a gym. We just had to go in and like put our stuff in. So yeah, that's kind of uh, the the quick and dirty version. Of how gotcha. it, it makes me think of about yeah. three different things there. One off the jump, like where did you get the ideas or even the the thought process to like, oh, I got to start a business plan and this and that. Was that coming through school? Was that coming through somebody else you had watched or, or somebody who had done a business? Where was that coming from? Yeah, most of that was from school. Like I was in, um, I would, my parents had talked me to go into business school, which, uh, which I'm glad they did because, um, yeah, I'm glad they did. So through business school, I was taking like only entrepreneur classes, like only like besides my, like my core classes, I was only doing like entrepreneurship electives one of them was like a business plan class and for like our group project um nobody else had a business idea so i was like well let's just write a business plan around my idea <laughs> and let me go ahead and take that and so yeah so we took that business that was the business plan that we actually took made a presentation around my professors were amazing uh, they were todd burnham the founder of max and irma's and mm. um uh Damn, he's gonna hate me. <laughs> uh, Bill Diffenderfer, uh, he was the CEO of Skybus. I don't know if you've been in Columbus for a yeah, while, but yeah, Skybus used to be like that, like that cheap airline around here. I know all about Skybus. The yeah. company that I work for moved out of the building that Skybus moved oh, into. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And then my cousin went to work for them as, yeah. as their lead IT guy. Yeah. No, super interesting. Yeah. Like, um, obviously, like Skybus isn't around anymore, but he ran. He, I mean, he did everything he could to to make sure it was profitable. You just couldn't control that like oil went up mm -hmm. to like a hundred and twenty dollars a barrel at the time so like um i think they had like oil was like at fifty dollars a barrel and they had like priced it so that they could stay in business up to like 85 or something like that and it went to like 115 or something mm -hmm. so that was just like outside of his control but yeah these two ripped my business plan apart like i actually like i i don't let like now i have a lot thicker skin but even back then i was just like give me the criticism i want to get better they ripped me a new one so hard that I actually like felt bad. Like I actually felt like I was attacked. Um, but they, from there, from like them ripping it apart, they they also helped me rebuild it. And the second time I did it, they were like, "This is head and shoulders better." And there was that presentation that I took to those. Um, I took to eleven people, and nine of them gave me money. So thank you, Bill. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's it's it shows your salesmanship too. I mean. Yeah. other than the, the business information that you had learned and applied already. Yeah. So the second thing is uh, you keep saying we and you were saying we from the jump. Who do you say when you who are exactly uh, do you mean when you say you were starting and and we got this money together? We were doing this. We were doing yeah. This. Yeah. So I have one co-founder. Um, uh, I have a lot of partners, silent investors, but one true co-founder. Um, man, most people don't have a good experience when like freshman year of college, you get paired with like a random roommate. Me and him have been like just best friends ever since. And like so we were. Uh, we were talking about like he was he's also like has like that business mindset. He went down the path of optometry. So he's an eye doctor now. But gotcha. like, um, but he's always had like that little entrepreneurial spark. And so like the two of us just kind of like talked about like, man, how can we make a business out of this? How can we 
like um you know how can we solve this problem mm, yeah. okay okay yeah and then i'm trying to think what the last thing was but it was something oh with the location that's what it was so you said then you guys there was a year in between finding yeah. a location that you're very glad you didn't get into yeah. and then the one now yeah how did that how did that settle over with the people that were involved in investing and in, in um that? we we just asked for their patience like um we when we showed them that their money was safe we had like thought about like backup ideas if we didn't invest the money into this thing like what else can we like do to show them that we can like do but we it never really came to that um yeah they were just very patient with us that like we basically sat on their money for basically like pretty much a year gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that was my thoughts like if people are putting in that kind of money that maybe they're gonna be like hey uh well, what are you guys doing what's going on like, yeah a uh, couple months go past a uh, couple months you know what i mean yeah Check it checking the dates but that makes sense yeah I, there's a lot of trust that they knew that like if we didn't we weren't going to force anything like uh i think by showing them that we already walked away from our first location because it didn't work that like they knew that like if like they just knew our character that like if if nothing happened we would just give them their money back so like they, they didn't lose out on anything gosh that makes sense i mean and that's made them feel safe i'm sure yeah so also give people a little bit of backstory of uh your origin kind of how you grew up in the family you come from just to uh, give, set the stage for who who everybody's getting to meet today gotcha so my family um they uh we came from man i swear this is a true story so uh my family like back in the day my great-grandfather was like the third richest person in all of china i kid you not like he was uh he started like this was back when like it was a super undeveloped country and he started like a, a textile manufacturing some sort of manufacturing business and so, like, I think he would, like, using that, like, he, like, built his business up to, like, basically, like, one of, like, the richest families in China. But then communism came. And so there was just like, yo, you're too rich. We got to take your money, give it out to everybody. And so, like, we, like, uh, my family basically went from, like, being super rich to just being, like, and being poor. Because, like, there was, like, um, this, like, um, I guess, like, what's it called? This bias that, like if you were rich like you were bad and so like mm. after they took your money like they just like you were you were basically poor you weren't even equal to like the, everybody else anymore and so during that whole thing like um yeah so like my my family basically had to start over from that point and so um my my grandfather um like he went to school in the United States came back and like started working for companies in China and then um my dad like same thing like he grew up and he was like super successful in china at the time as well like before moving here but i think like they they were presented with an opportunity both my parents and but my parent my dad and my mom together they were married i was born um, around when i was four years old there was just like an opportunity to basically kind of like start over in the united states and they just um i'm actually really not sure why they did but they did <laughs> they're like let's literally pack up everything like my dad was pretty successful at the time and he was like let's make it i think they they saw that there was like like um i mean like china is not like a capitalist country so at some a point, lot more freedom yes, there's a lot more freedom especially freedom of business yeah especially gotcha. with that so like um they took the opportunity and like they moved over to the united states nobody recognized their asian degrees so they had to go to school again learn another mm. language uh man my dad <laughs> he uh he had to like deliver he hates chicken wings by the way so like he hates chicken wings because he worked like under the table for a chinese restaurant delivering chicken all the time and he that's all he could like they fed him basically chicken wings and so like he just basically lived off chicken wings he hates them now and uh in order to like just kind of make ends meet for us um and then it's like slowly like they went through school 
they got degrees, they got a job, and they built a pretty good, like, decent middle-class life for me and my sister. That's awesome, man. It it makes me think of the whole, like, uh, the immigrant mentality that's always talked about, of how they, they... a lot of people that do come over here, they just grind, man. Yeah. And they just make it happen. It's like yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. And just wanting better for their lives and for their family's lives. And yeah. I, I respect it like crazy. Yeah. I love seeing it. Yeah. I, I know a lot of times it kind of, uh, there's a lot of talk of them putting a lot of pressure on their kids, though, because once they've created this nice life, they're like, oh, you better do something good now. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. Did you feel that kind of pressure coming yes. up? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I was always compared to like the other Asian kids who are getting straight A's. <laughs> I did not have straight A's growing up. Um, I was always just like, yeah, I like I was your typical like Asian that had to take like extra math classes, SAT prep classes. It was all about like what school can like can I get into and all that kind of stuff. And like it really didn't like that really just wasn't me. Um, all the other students, like all my other, I didn't, didn't even really have that many Asian friends to be honest with you. It's probably, I resented it. Um, but like the Asian friends that I did have, like they were all going to like Ivy league schools and like, I always got like the talk about how like they're going to be like great and stuff like that. And it hurt me because like my dad, my, it hurt me because like, I saw that like my parents, like, like we live in a society where like they were being judged by like how I well how well I was doing and like how I how well I was doing was like my grades and like my school and stuff. Um, I guarantee you, I'm probably doing way better than any of those Asians now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, I see like that's a a big driving factor in a lot of yeah. people that grow up the way you do, with that kind of like pressure on there. And it's and it's weird too that I hear more and more of those stories, especially in entrepreneurship, where yeah. it's like. I'm going to do my own thing, but I'm going to show you I can make it this way too as well. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be your way, but I can definitely make it and make something of myself. And I think it probably makes it even better for you when you get to that point or you start to feel like you're heading that direction or whatever, where it's like, oh, yeah, now I can really say, check me out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel good. I'm not quite there yet, but um, but now like I I, I just know like um, I have no doubt, and my parents probably have always been proud of me, but now I have no doubt that they're like super proud. Yeah, I mean yeah. they they have to be, man. I mean to see just a little bit that I've seen, you know, what I mean from watching on social media, like I said, mm-hmm. for as long as I have now, it's just seeing that growth, seeing the change in you too. Where like I think when I first came on, that's it, it probably was right around that time because I saw a decent amount of posts of you working out and starting to pick up some muscle in your back and all this <laughs> and that, you know what I mean? And really going through that journey and uh, to see how things evolve to where then I see you like I see more and more trainers being involved with you. And then I see the thing where you start bringing in coaching and, and, and talking to them about numbers and how they can do things better. And then yeah. to where we're, we slowly got to now where it's like now you're putting out that information. Now you're kind of going like the Gary Vee model of like. I'm going to put it out there. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to let people hear the stuff that I'm using and that they could use as well too, that that works and that can maybe take them to the next level. And just to watch all that, man, it's been really cool from just an outsider. So I'm sure as a parent, they're like, Oh yeah. Like that to, to see it come to fruition and see you actually make something of something that was just a business plan on a paper. You know what I mean? Right. And right. Just an idea <laughs> to grow to what it has now. I, you have to, you'd have to, I'm, I'm a father now. So I know yeah. like, even her being this young, I can imagine like, oh, yeah, I'd be sitting back feeling good. <laughs> but uh, also some of the stuff you've been posting about recently, I, I like we just talked about, has been gyms, man. To me, I feel like and and this is also why I wanted to bring you on and point more people in your direction on social on social is because a lot of the stuff is, like I said, Gary Vee-esque or other entrepreneurs. He's a huge inspiration. Of mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and how could he not be? I think for 
our generation and for a lot of people right now that are either heavy on social media, but especially heavy in the social media area era with also some kind of entrepreneur mindset or even some thoughts of like, man, I don't want to be stuck in this regular grind of working a job and worrying, am I going to be able to retire? And am I going to be able to buy a house, do this, do that, whatever, take care of my kids or set them up and on a good path. It's like so many of the stuff that with him giving so much for free, I think in a lot of ways, the people that ignore him or that aren't, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. You know what I mean? And like you're hurting yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I would say that like the biggest thing that I've like come to see that like he, he definitely gets behind is that like, like at the end of the day, people like, like people do business and want to do business with people they like. Like you want to be around people that you like. Like you cannot tell me that somebody like if you if you had two options, both pretty much the same, if not like one is even a little bit better than the other, like you would always go with the one that you actually trusted and you liked more. Like your brain would rationalize it, be like, yo, I can't trust that person. I don't know what he's saying is right or so. Even if it was cheaper or like financially better, like you were, you're always going to be the one that you feel better about. So like, um, and so like, and I just find that people like are just attracted to like, this is what tells me that human beings are genuine, like genuinely like pretty good people like most people are you have a couple bad apples but most people are genuinely good because we're like we're um we reward and we're attracted by acts of kindness like that's how you build trust amongst people opening up sharing giving things away showing that like you actually genuinely care about the other people like their the outcome of the other person versus just like i'm just trying to make money you know yeah that was the big draw to me at first uh to him by me Mm -hmm. was to see that when I first came across him, he's so rash and it's like he's cussing and it's this and that and yeah, it's just hardcore. Being himself. Yeah, yeah, and it's straight to the point of telling somebody like you need to get your shit together and and I don't want to hear those excuses and all that type of thing. But then as you start to listen, you're like, also though, he really cares about people yep. and he really wants to do the right thing and he's preaching like and he's telling other big, huge Fortune 500 companies and and CEOs and stuff too like you guys need to treat your people well you need to do these things you need to you need to be a good person and I was like oh like I don't think I'd ever seen that like together before that yeah and that's when I was really like oh okay this is somebody who kind of thinks like how I think or like you kind of see some right like like, I think really raw and I talk raw to my friends and people like that but at the same time it's like I do care about people and I do want to do the right things and and be a good person and be positive and all that. Yeah. And it was like, so it was cool. I think a lot of people have latched on to those ideas of him. Yeah. The very first thing I saw, the content I saw of his was one of his Ask Gary V shows. And I'm like, no other entrepreneur, no other business person is literally getting people's phone numbers, calling them and telling them like, like, here's what I think you should do. Like, here, tell me what's wrong. And then like, here, let me tell you what I think you should do. Like, yeah, like how to fix your company. Exactly. Your Nobody company. else yeah. was doing that. Yeah, like, literally, like, yeah, it wasn't just like generic, like cookie cutter advice or anything like that. It wasn't like motivational stuff. It was like so technical and raw that I was just like, holy crap. Like this is this like, that's what attracted me to him. I was like, he's just like literally giving this stuff out. And no matter how much free stuff he gives out, there's like, he's only bringing in more. So yeah, that's, just, that's yeah. The, the thing that's been the most surprising to me. So you know how like a lot of those stuff that he pitches to is like, uh, uh, stop watching me. Yeah. Like, go do and yeah. all that stuff like that. So that was out off the bat too. Yeah. But then now, like I still randomly watch because of course you, su- yeah. you subscribe and you follow him on social and all that, whatever. And it's like, 
when he gets in his rants or doing just Q&A or whatever, that's like a lot of times when you get the biggest gems or or even stuff like just on your life in the personal level where yep. it's like, oh, man, like that was so key. That was so clutch. And it's that's why I love about him is like to see the the intelligence that he has full circle, not yep. just business, but in the personal life and handling people and, and dealing with his kids and everything. Like everything is so in depth and he thinks it through so hard that when this, the stuff that he comes out and he, and he lets out, just in talking to someone and trying to help one person, it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to help millions of people, especially right. now with his following. I'm always like, as much as his following can go up and the more people can get his attention, I think the better it is for the for the world, man. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, and I, I so he was also a big inspiration for like me starting this, and I think uh, my producer as well has been somebody that always followed along him, and that was kind of like our idea. Like We also, one of the things that I brought up on here that he said was like, if you are someone who thinks positive, talks positive, like you're, you're almost obligated to put that out, especially nowadays on social and stuff where yeah. a lot of what's seen and the way the algorithms play and all that is to get people fired up and get attention to drama and things like that. So I, it, it made me think like, man, yeah, like I feel really good about life in general and people in general, kind of like how you say, yep. and then seeing somebody like him and seeing the the people that he's brought on and interacted with kind of just added to that. Yep. So getting it started, I was like, let me let me bring on other people and get more attention to even the smaller guys that aren't going to be and girls that aren't going to be on like a Gary Vee show or this and that. Maybe just not yet. Right. But are really doing things here. And, and you were someone, of course, that came to mind almost like right off the bat and have been on the list, man. So man thanks. I appreciate I, honestly, that. Honestly, man, it's been really cool. Yeah. But uh, so I, I thought some of the things that you posted about recently were definitely some of your your best things. And so give a little idea. Where are you getting a lot of this stuff from now of like when you talked about like the buyer's journey and things like that or whatever? Are you pulling this from other entrepreneurs and, or from things that personally or a, a collab or just give me a little idea? Everything, every topic I've ever posted about and I have this like running list um, that like I still have like 20 other topics that I could like touch on. Uh, but it all it's all like issues and stuff I'm running into with people that I'm working with, whether that's through the mentorship, whether that's just through people DMing me and like we're just having conversations and people are struggling. Um, literally, I'm curating all this content from like just real like like real interactions with people. And that's how I know that it's actually like super valuable is because like I'm not just putting out what I think is valuable. Like literally one person was like, I'm struggling with sales. Like this is what I'm doing. And then I'm like, oh, like have you ever like have you ever heard of something called a buyer's journey? And like, we like went into it and stuff like that. And so I'm just like, whoa, if it helped this one person, uh, this one trainer, then like definitely other people need to hear it. Like definitely there's somebody else who doesn't quite understand like how, like, you know, they didn't go to business school or they didn't like, they just didn't watch enough podcasts or listen to enough, like listen to enough podcasts or anything like that. So that all my content is, is with, is really with one person in mind, like maybe, maybe two, like, but one or two people are like come to mind. I put that out there and like, I know for a fact that somebody out there is also getting like value out of it. I know that this can't be the only person in the entire world or this uh, my, my entire sphere that's dealing with this issue. For sure. It makes me yeah. think of two things like that specifically. That's something that me and Luis have talked a lot about is like uh, hand in hand with you saying about you kind of like talking yourself into saying that you're a coach. Yeah. And it's like the things that you go through and the things that you've learned along the way, there's always someone that's in that same position of the journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Looking looking for that same bit of information or or just a little tip or a hack or something that takes it 
to where they start becoming successful or they yeah. can get past something that has them ready to quit or whatever the case is. And I think to me, it makes so much sense when you guys say things like that. Like I didn't, I didn't feel the confidence or I didn't, cause you always just feel like, well, I'm just me. I'm just, this is just how yeah, I do it. Right. But at the same time, it's like, that's also what it is for someone else. It's just like, they're just learning yeah, along somewhere. the way. A few steps behind you is all. You, you like that's like one of the biggest things I've learned is that like in like if you're whether you're a trainer whether you're a coach or whatever it is like all, like in order for you to be like seen as an expert like you just have to be a few steps ahead of somebody mm. like you just have to help them get through those few steps and then like and that's like where your value is and whether like you need to lose 20 pounds um i don't need to know how to like put you on a bodybuilding competition or anything like that like i don't need to know how to like put your body in ketosis like i have one method that has worked for me has worked for all these other people like do you want to try it <laughs> like i know how this method works and it'll help you like lose that and like same for me is like all, all i've done is just taken what i've seen work for other people that are like just a few steps ahead of these trainers and like i just tell them about here's how they did it you know um everybody's going to be a little bit different so like let me help you adjust like your plan from here to there but for the most part like i'm not sharing anything new i'm really not somebody else has already done it like proven that it works yeah, yeah. but and see and i and i think that goes for everything in the world so yeah. that's why i'm always a little bit against the grain when people say like oh yeah somebody just spitting out information that so comes from somewhere else i'm like it's that, all that is the entire every bit of information in the yeah. world whether we'd like to think about it or not, yeah. most likely has been done somewhere else, right. talked about somewhere else, thought about somewhere else. Everything is yeah. not going to be original all the time right. where you just came up with my, it. My whole thing is like, who cares? Like, who yeah. cares where it came from? All, all I'm works. trying to do is help this person. Does it matter that I learned it from somewhere else or I came up with it on my own? Like, who cares? Like, just take it, use it, and help yourself. Right. If it works, yeah. it works. Um, so did a lot of stuff with you saying as successful as Brandon was, did a lot of your kind of uh, keys or stuff maybe come from him or watching him a little bit too uh some of it did um I, ca I cannot say that like he didn't influence me like he had a huge influence on like my mindset on things like that but it was uh really just like a like a conglomeration of like multiple different trainers um that i saw like being successful um and under you or just in general Mostly it was under me. I, I will say, and I'm not saying that to like to brag or nothing. Mm -hmm. It was just literally like my mindset at the time. Like I was just so involved and it, it wasn't a good mindset. Like I was just so involved with like my gym, what was going on in my gym. Like I didn't reach out and I probably could have saved myself a lot of time and money and effort if I had just like opened up more and just like networked better. But like, um, but it was really like I was taking like cues from like the trainers who were successful in my gym and like, um, and like applying it to other trainers in my gym and like um yeah so mostly it came from the people within gotcha what do you think it is that's in us man that makes us a lot of times like not want to reach out or connect with somebody else that's kind of doing the same thing we're doing or or uh, i think collab. It, yeah i think it's fear it's fear of rejection i know that was what it was for me was that like one i didn't want to be seen as reaching out to help to strangers um to like like you didn't want to look at it like are you saying like you didn't want to be looked at it like a charity case or yeah basically yeah. like i needed help right, like right, i didn't right. want to like then that was totally wrong way of thinking about it um two like i didn't want to like uh like i had a bad mindset about like feeling that like I was just going to be laughed at. Like I was going to be looking like I was dumb. Hmm. Like I didn't know what I was doing, which I, I didn't. So like I deserve it. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 32 now. Okay. So yeah, you're almost the same age as me. Yeah. That it, It's weird too that in the younger generations, it seems that they're more open to the collab. And I don't know if it's because yeah. of social 
Yeah. And and that that's kind of been promoted by a lot of your big influencers now. Yeah. And and things like that. But it seems that there. I mean, I even noticed in and my producer Luis, he's only a little bit younger than me. But then I, and other people that I've talked to on here and just followed and things like that. It's like I see a lot more people saying like, "Hey, could you imagine how successful you would be if you and two or three other people that do the same exact thing you do decided to make a business or decided to work together or kind of partner some way or some?" And it's it's weird for me to see it, like you said, because for I kind of always had the similar mindset of you of like. It's like, man, when you're doing something, you don't want to be looked at as some chump, but you also, you you know, it could help, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're bumping your head on things. And, and it's, it's always a struggle to learn the knowledge without having a mentor or anything too. Cause yeah. like, did you have any type of mentor or anything? Or I didn't. Just and I wish, on? I wish I had, I, I did. Like, I honestly wish I did. It was, uh, but the biggest part was like, um, I, I was still like, had the mindset of like, I'll just do everything myself. Like I can, I'll figure it out myself. I'll learn myself. I'll just figure it all out. Cause like, I, I don't know, like I didn't want to like look dumb to others. I didn't want to pay for help. I didn't want to, which like, I just didn't want to, I was just so by myself. And, um, that was completely the wrong way of going about it. Like I did this like personality test a while back and like, I like tested as like an 88% introvert. Like it was just like, yeah, most people don't believe that, but it's, but I, I, I'm only loud and I talk about things I care about. <laughs> but right, if you right. want to talk to me about like the weather or like shows, like I'll just be like, cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I understand totally. Cause I yeah. have to imagine when I first started this, I guarantee there was a bunch of people that was like, hold on. He's going to start talking because in my <laughs> circle and dealing with the people that I'm close to, I'm very vocal. Yeah. But for the most part, like in a, in a crowd yeah. and around people, I don't know, I'm just sitting back. Yeah. I'm just sitting back and kind of absorbing and yep. and watching the scenery and taking things in and and kind of almost sometimes on edge and things like that. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I understand fully. Yeah, that was my problem. I was just like, I'll just figure this all out myself. And like for the first, like literally two and a half years of like, uh, of training grounds, like we were just like not profitable. We were either just for the first year, we were just losing money. The second year we were like covering like just under break even. And then for like half of that year, we were just like, sometimes we were over some months, we were over some months we were down, like some months we were, so we were just like sitting around break even for the first two and a half years. And it was all because like, I was trying to figure it out myself. If I had just like talked with other people more successful than I was, if I had just like been more open about it, like, um, like I think like we would have turned it around like way sooner. It makes sense. Cause like yeah. you said, especially maybe somebody farther along the journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they could at least tell you where you're at and this is what you got to do to get to where I'm at, where to closer or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so also talk to me a little bit about the whole process. So when you're saying that about like the first year and, and when you weren't making, when you were losing money and then also when you're kind of just breaking even, this is at the time period that you said when you were just a gym or, yeah, or, or we were, so we, was that at that time, not to interrupt you, but at that time, were you just taking in basically money from memberships for the most part? Or how, how were you? We Explain were a little bit. Of that. Yeah. So for, for those of you that may not know, like, so my gym is run basically, um, like, uh, it's almost like a salon, but for trainers. So like I have like basically divided up my gym into like garage size miniature gyms that are fully equipped. Everybody's got their, like basically their dreamed garage gym, like within, within mine. And I rent them out to trainers. I basically play landlord. And so like, all I was looking for was just like trying to get more trainers. And I thought the appeal of my gym at the time was like, was that like, I, you got your own equipment, you got your own space. Like this little garage size gym is all yours. You don't have to wait and fight over equipment at other places. Um, I also thought that like most gyms will charge you like monthly rent. 
And if you're a new trainer trying to make it, like, you know, it may be hard to like to build up to the point where like you can make enough money to hit rent. And then like even if you hit rent, then like you get to keep maybe a few bucks over until like you get to the point where you're really rolling. Now, like in my place, I was like, we're just going to charge people hourly. So that way there's no way you can lose money. Like this is how much I charge $20 an hour. As long as you charge more than 20, you're making money. If it's 30, 40, 50, like whatever it is, like you're making money in this way. So like I wanted to take like most of the risk out of like being a, uh, of being of a trainer. Now, the problem with that thinking is that like um, equipment and space isn't not what makes a gym special. Like no matter like, yes, my setup was unique and it was like kind of cool. And yes, like my pricing structure was like maybe a little bit better. It was like fair. But at the end of the day, like like that's not what trainers actually want. Like I thought trainers wanted equipment and space. What trainers really want is that like they love training. They just want to know that like they can build like they can train people and actually make a living off of it like it's not going to like be something like that like they need another retirement plan or they need like or they're just going to scrape by like um so like they wanted to know like like literally like can i make a living as a trainer and ever since i started like promoting my gym and showing that i can help trainers like grow their businesses to six figures or beyond and then like then that's when like everything kind of changed like people were like oh it's not just equipment and space anymore something over at training grounds all these people are successful all these people are like just rolling in clients all the time like there must be something going on in that gym that that like it's not happening at other places so that's when like we really started to attract like more and more trainers coming over right right and to be and you're being kind of modest there but that yeah. one thing at that gym is you uh i guess i mean i think it is i can't say it's entirely me because i will say that the other part that really attracts like any business any service-based business is like a community and um like nobody wants to do things alone right like you can't tell me people won't pay for relationships because that's literally what match.com and eHarmony is and like those are the two largest dating websites in like the world so like people will pay for relationships um and so like I get told all the time, like, you guys are, like, the only gym where, like, people actually seem to like each other. <laughs> like, that's, I, I kid you not, I get a lot of messages from, like, other, like, trainers would be like, yeah, like, we hardly ever talk to each other at my gym. Like, we kind of see, like, people are always, like, close-minded. They see each other's competition. Nobody's helping each other out. Like, we, like, literally, it's, like, just an open share of information at this place. Has that been a little bit of luck, or has it been mostly because of the people you've chosen or allowed to come through there? I think it's because of, like, the culture that we set. So, like, right. um, yeah. But that, just, so, so that's why I say you. Yeah, I guess. You see what I'm saying? That's why <laughs> yeah. I say you. That's because true. you you are the one who oversees that and, and kind of feeds that feeds that that good monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of having that vibe and, and building those kind of relationships. How has that went for you? Have you had some people that you had to get out of there because they were uh, kind of negative to to what you were doing, or have you been pretty lucky with that? Uh, we've been pretty good with that, and I think it's really because like business, like if you are going to be like a lone wolf, it's just super hard in business. Like it's just like if you're not good at making relationships, if you don't play nice with others, like especially in a, a service based industry like personal training, where like I said, people do business with people they like. Like if you're just not genuinely like a nice person, if you're fake about it, like your business just isn't going to do well. So most people like I've never had to really like kick out or anything like that is just because their business will flounder on its own. And like and then they just they they're just not training anymore. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. So it kind of takes care of itself. So let me ask you something getting right into the details of that, what you just said and what you've brought up multiple times when you say 
people liking people is what brings the business in. So what do you think is like one of the big key factors? Is it just authenticity? Like what is it that it maybe creates that of creating an audience that likes you? Yeah, I think the biggest- Or a customer base, I should say, yeah. sorry. No, um, it's mainly, it's mainly, I, I believe it's just like, it's just, if you have the other person's best interests at heart, if you're not doing it for money, like if you're focused on the money, like it's just like, it just becomes so obvious that like you see as somebody as like a kind of like a paycheck or something like that. And it's just not very genuine. It's not authentic. So it is a bit of authenticity, but like you authentically, you genuinely have to like really like care about somebody to the point where it's like, I'm not doing this for money. Like the money part, a lot of times, like for, for trainers, like if you're not thinking like this and you're a trainer out there, or even if you're just a business out there, a service-based business, the money isn't really for, like, yes, you're getting paid, but really the money part is to keep like the client, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's to keep them accountable to themselves. Mm. If it's free, it's too easy to walk away from. If it's cheap, it's too easy to walk away from. But if you know that you're investing X amount, like this X hundreds of dollars every single month into like your health, into your fitness, like you're going to show up. You're going to like participate. You're going to like on days that you like feel like eating a pizza, you're going to be like, no, nah, like I've worked this hard on my goals and stuff. I've invested this much. Um, and so like that's where like the mindset I try to like instill on people. Like we're not doing this for the money. Like, yes, we're going to get paid um, at the end of the day. But if you focus on the money, if you're just counting like how much money you have, like it's going to come across that way. And you're going to just like people pick up on that. People are quite smart subconsciously even. There'll be those something will feel off or just like, oh, gosh, like, I don't know. I don't like maybe I'll talk to another trainer or something. Right. And I think that's yeah. what's hard uh, about when you either hear someone or, or follow them or watch them online or however you come about them. And the way they talk and everything is kind of like it's almost like you don't feel like they're connect. Like, are you really talking to me right now or are you yeah. talking like to uh, a <laughs> a camera somewhere that yeah. I don't see or don't right. know about. And I always tell people like, I love when someone just talks and it's just authentic and it, it feels like you're talking to them as if they've always been your friend or always been someone that you've known and just lets it go. And that's another thing, like the whole Gary Vee thing and a lot of yeah. other people who just kind of let it fly is I think that it's starting to like come to a head nowadays yeah. in social media, especially because it was like, I think probably when it, of course it's probably something that everybody knows and says now, but when it first came about, everybody's trying to put on a show like this is our, yeah, this is your own personal TV channel nowadays. But then as it went on, it's like, oh no, people want to just see the raw. They just want to know you. And for me, I feel like seeing that in you is another thing. Like, so that's probably a lot of how you've gotten some of the success, or I would guess some of the, the success in your trainers and stuff is that they also can pick it up from you. And even to know that you're not necessarily this outgoing person that says you mean you're more yeah. toward the introvert side but you talk about things you care about and you care about people you care about what's right you care about business so those things come out to them in a raw form which then they can kind of put it out in a raw form absolutely absolutely yeah the biggest thing i would just tell people um if you're starting off as like a new trainer or such, or you're hurting for clients is that like a lot of trainers will like protect like information and information is worthless. Like, honestly, information is, is just like, like you can give away. And that's why Gary Vee keeps saying like, and I completely believe this, like give away your best stuff for free because like information isn't what's valuable. It's implementation. It's like, I can like, and I've done this before where I've given people free information, told them what to do and all that. But when they actually go to execute it, they struggle because they're like, you know, like 
it's it's happened like am i i'm not i'm just unsure like did, am i supposed to do it this way like somebody said something that was a little bit off like what kind of like my situation is a little bit different or whatever like that like people just need struggle with like the actual execution part so like it's like when it comes to like health and fitness like it's not rocket science literally like if you exercise and you eat well like you're gonna see results <laughs> like that's really it like that's it's not rocket science you can find workouts online you had there's macro calculators there's like um you know different diets that you can try and stuff like that just by doing something even if it may not be 100 percent efficient you're gonna see results and you're gonna get good but half of america's obese because they have trouble actually like implementing it keeping themselves accountable to it so information is worthless and like that is the same to like all like i i give out some pretty good like stuff like i, and I try to get tactical like with like my content i'm just like giving out like things that people should be doing as much as i can within the character limits of instagram um because like i've just found that like even when i like one-on-one -on -one coach somebody on what to do like one even one a uh, one hour session isn't enough like they will come back the next week and the week after with like questions and like how do i handle this how do i handle that so like yeah that's why i'm like i literally will just give away as much free information as i can because one instagram cap you're not one instagram caption away from saving your business right right yeah that makes me think of one thing man when is your podcast coming <laughs> i don't want to do a podcast really i really don't want to do a podcast i would love to be on more podcasts but um i don't know that's not that's that's just not my passion you know I, oh it makes yeah. perfect sense but it yeah. just I, when you say something like an, an hour isn't enough time or something that's when it really makes me think and, and the people to keep coming back to the questions is like something that people could go to and keep going back to bits of information that you've let out without having to come back to you directly you know what i mean yeah. something and maybe that's what it maybe it's just your social that you're doing you know what yeah. I mean? of your videos and 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 putting them on facebook instagram things like that so where they can just kind of go through your feed and, and find them right and and you can reference them when you go forward in newer videos and yeah. say hey check out what i said in i'll this. say that like i'm not afraid to like repurpose my content like i have talked about the same things in different ways over and over again and that's totally okay like nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna like especially on social media like you have to say things more than once to people and that's just life in general actually like sometimes you got to tell somebody the same thing over and over again before they get it um sometimes they didn't get it the first time and you have to say it in a different way for them to get it um yeah so like I, i'm always about like um like I, I see like my social media content being as like as an evergreen kind of like library that I'm, I'm always constantly refreshing. So you never really have to go back too far. Like don't go back two years or something like that. Plus my content from two years ago is not that great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you will like if you want to go back to like when we first started, you will see the evolution of like the kind of content that I put out from like trying to be like um, just copying like what I see other people doing, the kind of like I was putting out fitness tips. I was trying to be the gym that like you would go to to find a trainer. And then now like these days, like my content is finally like dialed into like, okay, I'm focusing on just helping coaches and trainers. That's all I'm trying to help. So all I'm ever gonna do is put out content that helps coaches and trainers. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's get into the, some of the nitty gritty details. And I, I, one thing I will say is I love that uh, you're even though you say introvert and all this thing, your confidence, your confidence on things comes through in a lot of things that, and I think that's because you took on that mindset of speaking on what you know or speaking yeah. on the things that you have actually the experience in, yeah. as opposed to like you said maybe early on just trying to do what others were doing and things like that. It's like now that you're actually talking about things from your personal experience, that that confidence can just come through 
and 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 deliver exactly yeah. what needs to get to the people yeah after seeing it work so many times like you just can't help but realize that like oh like i guess i do know something right know? right so then that makes me think of something that like i said oh it's always aaron wants to know as well but i think that people want to know so give me a little bit on like some of your biggest turnarounds, some of your biggest breakthrough like uh trainers of the some of the big jumps that they've made and what do you think it was in those specific cases so tell me kind of give me a ball like kind of an idea of who they were and and how they blew up from something small to doing really well and then also what do you think it was for each one of those of maybe like two or three of your most successful gotcha yeah no problem um give me one second because i'm thinking if i should financially out them yeah, yeah. Like I said, you don't have to say their name, but I'm saying even if it's just like, oh, there was this girl that was this, there was this guy that was this, and and then just kind of what the the pieces to the puzzle that basically yeah. Yeah. gave them that fire. No, I'm I'm gonna financially out them because I know they're cool <laughs> with it. Um, be, like plus because like their clients aren't gonna listen to this podcast, so I'm pretty I'm pretty confident about this. Uh, maybe I'll just use first names. I don't know. Okay, so there was this. Uh, so my very first first project that I worked on. Um, her name is Kaylin and she, um, I'm, I'm just going to financially out her Kaylin piles, Kaylin piles. Like she was, um, she was a trainer at my gym for a while and we hadn't really like, uh, really like connected all that well. Like, well, no, we connected well, but we weren't really that close. She was just at the time a trainer at my gym. Um, but like I decided that like, man, so I had just lost like two of my biggest trainers that were providing like basically between the two of them, like uh, somewhere around like 35% of my revenue mm. all within the course of like a year. So like first I lost one of them because they got too successful. They they went off and did their own gym. They outgrew training grounds, both of them. And then when the next person happened, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, shit. Oh, can I swear? You can say whatever you All want, right, man. Like, Fuck. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 35%. Like, we were just at sitting break even. And then to lose 35% of your revenue, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so fucked. And, like, um, and so, like, but, like, I knew that, I, like, it was just wasn't going to happen. Like, I wasn't going to be able to go out and find another big name trainer that was just going to one person make up their income. So, I started thinking, like, well, what if, like, obviously these people are successful. I know other successful trainers. Like what if I could actually help somebody grow to be like one of these two people to make up their income. So instead of going out and finding somebody new, like just growing like people like within like the gym to it. So like I reached out to a handful of trainers at the time and I was just like, Hey, I got a couple ideas. If you want to go like try them out, like I'll, I'll help you with them. I'm not going to charge for it. Like, cause I'm just one of the people that like, I, I just don't charge for things that like, unless I'm confident in them. So like, um, Kaylin was one of the girls that like I had reached out to and I'll say that she had the best mindset, the best mentality about it. Um, anything like, um, like we like discussed and like experimented on, she went full force into it. Like she really just trusted me blindly. Like at the time, <laughs> like I really was just kind of like unsure. Like I wasn't sure if it was going to work. I was only taking what I saw the work for other people. And I was just like, how can we take this to apply to you? And it wasn't always perfect, but she always had a great mindset about like, like, cool, like, um, what if we change this about it? What if we change that about it? Um, I kid you not, like, for the first six months while she was at training grounds, she, like, was um, waitressing. She was serving at uh, Roosters. She was serving at Roosters, and um, she was making, we added up her numbers. She was making just under 50000 like 48000 a year. 
or something like that in terms of uh, the monthly income that if she didn't lose any clients, she would end up making like about 48,000 a year in there. And like for the next three months, we we're just experimenting with different ideas. Like what if we did this? Like let's create a new client application. Let's create like this kind of like like call to action. Like what if we like this is the kind of content that we created and stuff like that. Um, and I did this with everyone, but she was the one that really took it to heart and she just went full force with it. And, uh, and I kid you not, uh, from April, May, April, May, June, and in three months, she went from that 50,000 point to like breaking six figures. In just three months, she had doubled her income just by like doing some of this stuff. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, she's so happy. Like, this is great. I'm so happy for her. Um, everything has just been going great. And I'm just like, man, okay. So now that I've done it with her, now it's like, can I do it again? Like, mm -hmm. is she a special case? Like, did, is, is she really just a special case? And so that's when, like, um, I started, like, just I, I found more people to help. And I used, like, what I learned from Kaylin and applied it to them. So um, Jacob Power is another one. So Jacob Power, like, um, I had reached out to him on Instagram. He had decided he was doing nothing. He wasn't training anybody. And he was like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a trainer. And, like, we got to talking. Um, and, like, I put him through like the first iteration of the mentorship basically. And like I did for free again, <laughs> like I just did it for free because I wanted to prove that I could do it again. If I could do it twice, then I feel pretty good about it. Um, and so like he was another successful person, but from July, from July when he joined through December, basically like he was like basically stuck around like $2,000 a month, $2,500 a month. And like, he just wasn't really like going like anywhere he was stuck. Um, but like we were, but that's like really what we were doing. We were trying to, we were playing around with different things. We had this like workshop idea that like he hosted a workshop. We were talking about like different ways to like, uh, to grab influencers and things like that. And like how to like attract more people. Finally, like we, like we found this one strategy that like finally, like everything just clicked. Like he, oh, oh yeah. And like throughout those six months, like he was just learning with like, how do I close people? How do I bring people in? Which strategies should I use? So like for the first six months, it looked like he was floundering and like, he will tell you that like there were times where he was just like, man, everybody's doing so well. I'm not. But finally, like everything just freaking clicked with like one strategy. He was literally one strategy away. And we just had to keep trying things that didn't work until we got to it. And when it finally got to it, um, from January, uh, like he was just showing me a screenshot of this literally like from January to March, his income doubled and then doubled again. Mm. And he crossed the six figure point like in, uh, in April, like literally from January, like he went from $2,000 a month to over like 10,000 now, like just by, yeah, yeah. Just by that. Um, I had another trainer, um, out of Springfield. His name is Ryan. He had been a trainer for, let's see, he had been a trainer for eight years his, he told me his tax returns last year said that he made $30,000. And he was literally on the verge of quitting training because he didn't have a job. His health was in shambles. He didn't have health insurance. So he was going to go find a job just to get health insurance. And he kind of like, um, and like at this point, we were charging for the mentorship now, like a pretty, pretty, pretty nice sum. <laughs> and, uh, but he, I mean, he took a shot at it. He saw how like successful these like other trainers have been. He took a shot at it. And um, I kid you not, this is, I don't want this, anybody to think this is common. But he went from making like the clients that he had, he was like averaging about 30,000 a year. He crossed 
130 in seven weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> in less than two months this guy Jeez. like it was crazy uh, but i will say that like for him though like because he had been a trainer for so long he had all that experience i was gonna ask that yeah. he he was really just like one or like not like one or two to three like little tweaks away all he needed was a few little tweaks uh to his mindset to like the to, he just needed like a, a good sales strategy and like and how to close people like really like he when he when we gave him a strategy when we told him how to close people and when we helped him through some of his limiting beliefs about like what was possible like that like literally in seven weeks like he was just like well i have four more clients this week like oh my gosh i don't know like he went from four like every week he got like four new clients um until he had like over 30 and Mm -hmm. like yeah so that's why i think something like this is so awesome man where uh somebody coming to you or and then even hearing you on here and hearing bits of information that we try to get people to leak out on here it's like it could be something they pick up from us having this conversation that takes them to the next level you know what i mean or it's like like you said small tweaks that they can make so because i guess i picked up along you saying that as well too so you're saying about like strategies and this and that and playing with these ideas and closing is what uh, something you keep bringing up so basically a lot of sales uh, based strategies and information, right? Yeah. Like a lot of things kind of around sales and really learning that side of things. Yeah. There's, um, there's really like, um, three little areas that we focus on in our mentorship. Number one is like, um, your business system. How do you set up your business model? Cause a lot of trainers, I'll tell you, if you're training people like one-on-one only, like you're, 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 you're capping yourself and leaving a lot of money and on leaving, the table. Yeah. Right? Leaving a lot of money on the table. Because if you think about it, like you don't need that many, oh man, like, I, I could do the math on you, so trust me on this one. So if you you only need basically 20 people in Columbus to make six figures. Like Shoot. that's literally it. If you have 20 people paying you on average $400 a month, that's $8,000 a month. Um, you take 8,000, you times 13, not 12, because you bill every four weeks, not every month. Mm. So every like everybody thinks there's four weeks in a month anyway. Um, and so you can actually squeak, like little pro tip, squeeze in an extra billing cycle that way. Um, but yeah, so like 8,000 times 13 is 104,000. You only need 20 people, but you can't train these people one-on-one. Like if you have 20 clients one-on-one on average, they're going to train with you twice or three times a week. If they train with you, like say two and a half on average, what's 20 times two and a half is 50 hours a week of just training. And that's like trying, that's like a perfect schedule. If you can get people to actually fit like, like right after work before work and then like during the day and stuff like that and then like after that like you still have to spend your time like like building your like administrative stuff billing and like um marketing and social media content and like reaching out to people and like to then like living your own life and stuff so like one-on-one training is like one of the biggest things where i see where people aren't like setting up their business model right for success and so like we um the first thing that we do with like trainers is like we kind of look at your business model and we show you like how can we make it so that way you can actually scale to six figures and but still live your life and i do that by like taking showing them how kaylin jake ryan Michaela and like other like trainers that we have that are like that have proven that it works because they're at that point and beyond. So like I show them how they run their business. Not everybody's going to run their business the same way, but the core backbone is essentially the same. And so like I show them like how to build your backbone like theirs. Like this is how they build people. This is how they write their contracts. People don't know how to start an LLC. Do I need a lawyer for an LLC? You don't. Uh, like, you know, like, do I need a lawyer to write a contract? Are you ever going to actually sue somebody? If you're not actually going to ever sue somebody, then what's the point? Like, you know, like find a template, write it up yourself or something. Um, all kinds of little stuff. So like... Um, how do you do your check-ins? How do you do a welcome email? Like how, like all these little things of like setting up your business model, right? 
the second thing that we'll go into then is like the marketing side. And like um, on the marketing side, like when it comes to the business, like you really just need three things. You need a cons- like a, like consistent, predictable lead flow. So like leads or prospects coming in. If you don't have people to close, like nobody's coming to you and being like, I want to train, then like you don't have a business. And then if you can't close them, so the second thing you need is like a like um, a sales strategy to actually close these sales, like a selling system. And so like we started teaching uh, this uh, a friend of mine who created uh, the three step selling system. So like he created this three step selling system. We started teaching like the um, the trainers the selling system. So that way the people that you are able to bring in now like you can close them at like basically like a ninety percent close rate. Mm. Yeah. And then the last thing you need is retention. Like if you can't keep these people, if they're signing up and then quitting right away, then like you you don't have a business either. So like we show you like how to do those three things. How do you handle something like that with uh, so as far as like do you try to get people to sign long term as 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 often as you can, or how how would somebody deal about yeah going so in that at the end of the day, nobody can reach their goals in one month. So like um uh, like as long as you position it, it's all about like how you position it, how you say something to somebody. So like if you talk to somebody about their goals and you like in your professional opinion, you genuinely think it's going to be like if you do everything I say, maybe you give yourself a twenty percent room for error because not everyone's going to be perfect it's going to take about anywhere from like eight to nine months for you to reach your goals, then like I should sell you like a, like present to you a nine month package, a nine month program. So like I should get a nine month commitment from you because if you're not going to commit for nine months, then like, why are we even here? Like, I don't want you to come in, try this for one month, three months, and then just like waste your money and quit, you know? So like you present to them like here, like I would recommend my nine month package and like, and just go from there. So mm. for all trainers, I recommend some kind of like commitment. I know trainers that will do three, six, 12 month commitments, trainers that will do four, eight, 12. And I know some trainers that will do like just a six month minimum. Like you have to have a th- six month minimum before like you, you, you quit. Yeah. And that makes sense to yeah. me as well as someone who has kind of went through a similar journey as you in the fitness of, of being really small and then yeah. adding uh, pounds and weight to consistency and working and trying to eat right and all that is that you're not going to get those results in no time. Yeah. Like if you're working with the right trainer or following the right ideas and all that really hardcore. Yes. But I I feel like that thing you said about accountability when you, Mm -hmm. when you put the money to it, that hit with me so hard when you said that, because I've had probably a good somewhere in between five and 10 people hit me up in the past year to two of asking me to train them or to, to, to work out with me. And I've been like, well, I'm not a trainer and I just want to help you out. So like, just let me know or let's do this. Or how about we do, we go this route or, hey, start with just getting all this junk out of your house and and trying to get real foods in your house. Like, I'll just start with the bare basics of like just trying to help them out and set them on the right track. And almost everybody just faded away. Yeah. And it makes sense now too that you say that. Like, so that's why it makes so much sense. Because it's like, if if I would have said like, oh yeah, like, okay. Uh, I'll do it for like a hundred dollars or I'll do it for this or I'll do it for that. They probably would have because they don't just want to take that money and And like basically wipe their ass with it or throw it away. It's like that that it clicked really hard with me when you said that. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant by like the money is not for you. Mm. The money is for them. The the money is for them so that they don't quit on themselves. They don't walk away. And that's the same thing with a, a nine month commitment, a 12 month commitment. Like this commitment is for you. It's not for me. Like I'm going to live just fine if you, whether or not you're in shape or not. Like, um, cause I know I'm going to show up at, like every day to make sure you have all the tools that you need. You have all the resources you need. I'm there for you. But at the end of the day, like I can't make you do it for you. you know? For sure. The money is just there to help you like make sure you do it. For sure. That was one thought I had as like somebody who's thought about becoming a trainer and things like that yeah. is like my thought a lot of times is like, 
man, how do you get it to where you're dealing with people that are actually serious about it? You know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's, it seems that there are so many people that for a day, for a week, for a time period, think that they want to try to get in shape, but yeah. are they really going to do it? And, and my thought was always like, man, that would be something that I know if I got into that business, that's something that I would really have to focus on. Of like, how do you get the clients or create them or turn them into someone that's committed? And for when you said the money really like does that turn in a lot of ways made it, I mean, it just clicked like, Oh, yeah. okay. Like that's, that's the turning point. And that's kind of, and it's not going to hold everybody accountable. You're going right. to have some people that have disposable income or that just, they're like, man, I don't care how much I spent. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, and that's why I've always thought like, for some of your trainers that are the type that want to just brutally kill people in the gym right off the bat. I'm like, I don't think that's your best idea, yeah. but it's weird at some, in some cases, cause some people love it. Some people love it. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife and I don't know if you feel this way, but in, in, uh, in females, it seems to be a little bit more, uh, along that line that, 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 that uh, that's kind of like a, a workout that they latch onto a little bit more is like the boot camp style or the, like, let's just, I want somebody to kick my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a guy is more like, man, let's build this muscle. Let's get this kind of look. You know what I mean? That type of thing. But that's just been my experience. Do you think that as well or not? Um, yeah. In general, I, I don't know if there's that much of a difference between guys and girls, but I know that like in general, like, like because most people aren't educated about like what a good workout is, like the only indicator that we really have as just like a normal human being without that knowledge is like, how sore do I feel? Yeah, if I feel sore, true. it's like, oh, I must've worked hard. Like I kicked ass, I threw it, like I threw up. So like, so like I definitely put in, like I put in the work today. Yeah, so yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense, man. That makes a ton of sense. So one thing that I'm big on and that uh, I wanted to start implementing more into the podcast is something that I always say online. It's like, uh, I uh, picked it up from Goggins. I don't know if you're familiar with David Goggins, but he's somebody that Rogan mentions a lot. We talked yeah. a little bit about Rogan. Oh, wait. Uh, that name sounds familiar. I know Navy he, SEAL. I probably, yeah. Okay. I think I read like a book like with him. Or yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. He has a couple of different books yeah, that yeah. have done really well or whatever. Yeah. But uh, he and one of his big things that I latched on to hardcore was do something difficult every day. And I latched on to that after like doing random things of like building this studio or uh, working on things on my house or uh, doing getting a really hard workout. And I started realizing like, just accomplishing something in in a day especially if it's something difficult yeah it changes your whole mindset and a lot of times if for some reason you slide into a day where you don't get shit done you feel like crap and you feel like a loser a lot of times and you're like especially if you've been consistently working yeah and uh so i picked that up of like oh yeah do something difficult every day like anything and that's kind of how he put it across like it could be anything. Is there something that you kind of put to yourself and hold yourself accountable of like, man, if I don't do anything today, I'm at least doing this. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I started this thing I picked up from another podcast. The Andy Frisella is like the, um, the founder, the owner of, uh, first form, the supplement company. He has a podcast called the MFCEO project and episode 107. Cause I, I know it is just something called the power list. And that's what I do is that like I, every day I write down like my daily to do list and like, I have to get at least five things done. If I don't get five things done, like I put it on my wall. I have this, like my office is literally covered in post-it notes of either wins, W's or losses L's. And if I don't get it done, I don't get five things done. Then it's a, it's a loss. And if I get, uh, if I get all of it done, then it's a win. And it's like a visual track of like how well I've done. And like, there will be times where like, it's really useful because visually I can go back every day when I put up the post-it note, 
I see that like, oh, like I have, I've been racking up win after win after win. I'm doing good. Or I see that like maybe I had two L's back to back and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like I got to step, like something's got to change and stuff. And like, I, I, I definitely agree with like do something every day because like success is made up of a bunch of smaller successes. Like there's no such thing as like just one big giant success that just falls into your lap. Like you, you build up to that success by doing little things and winning every day, like a little bit at a time. And so like the, the crazy thing about the power list is like, it really forced me to stay productive and like, um, and it helped me like keep me accountable obviously, but like it really showed me like the power of doing little things, like just getting something done every day. So like when I lost like the second person and 20% of my income was just like gone, like I actually never felt the financial blow of it because every day on my list was some kind of like content or marketing or reaching out to people, networking with people. And like, I just kept bringing in more trainers at the time to the point where like, I actually never felt that financial hit. And I remember like looking back on day 60 and I was like, holy crap, like it's working. <laughs> like it's working. This is amazing. Right, right. And what it makes a lot of sense, the, the thing that it makes me think of, it's like, for me to say, oh, yeah, I try to do one thing. And you're like, I do five. Well, that's why you're so much more <laughs> successful than me. It's like, no, but like my five things aren't even uh, my five things like are. I mean, if you see my list, like it's my five things aren't. I've seen up. some of them post. I, yeah. I have. I mean, because early yeah. on, I think when you started uh, when I started seeing you post more of uh, things that you go through and the way you handle things with the business. Yeah, I started seeing some of those posts like right away. Yeah. And uh, I, I love those ones, too, because they were. It's always good to see that someone is holding themselves accountable in that way and that that kind of yeah. basically exactly like what I was just saying now of me just trying to do one and you doing five. I was like, I'm watching you do these lists and I'm like, oh, man, it, like sometimes there's like 10, 12. What? Like his list, he's got a lot of things on his list. Yeah, I, I write down a lot just because if I don't, I'll forget. But as long as I do five of those things and like I'm pretty honest with myself, some of these things are very little, but I need I need to do them or else I forget. Um, but I'm very honest with like the five that I uh, not even all five, but at least three of the five that I do are things that like um, that actually will like move the needle in my business ever so slightly forward, like just a little bit. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, gotcha. I, I mean, I like that a lot because it. I feel like there can only be upside to something like that, man. It's yeah. like so many people say, just put in the work, you know what I mean? Just put in the work and, and you hear a lot of that being a common theme. And, and if you're doing something like yeah. that, multiple things, yeah. why not? The next thing I wanted to ask is, so this is also something new that I kind of want to bring to it to get right down to details. So give me three things, these separate things. One that is something in that you Something in business that you kind of like bumped your head on or even if it's like like you said, whether it be mindset or just not thinking about this aspect of the business or something like that. But something like a, a, a hack or a tip in business that somebody starting out or trying to grow their business is going to bump their head on that you think might give them a little piece. Then also that same type of thought on like something that might help help them spend less or or save a little bit more money make a little bit more money something that like specifically on the money side and then the last thing one as far as in your life to make you happier or or to still be happy with grinding at that business so to did you get i don't want to kind of repeat the second one for me second the, and third one the repeat. second one yeah repeat this, the second and third oh, yeah. okay gotcha the second one is uh like a money hack or tip as far as like money in your business or money it can even be money in your life yeah i got you but I got you. something okay. along those lines and then the last one is something hap 
that has created more happiness for you or made you a happier person, whether it be, be in through the business or just in your personal life? Yeah. Give, uh, give me one second because I actually have something I want to share and I can't remember my last point. So I'm going to actually look it up. Honestly, though, I love something like this, though, because yeah. this is this is something new to the podcast. And then even for you to do that or say like you you have something ready makes yeah. me excited. No, uh, no matter what I, I, I wanted to like bring on, like at least um, like something tangible or like some kind of fire people provide. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have it, I man. thought of like and actually it really kind of fits those exact exactly what you said there. Um, I can't multitask one second. <laughs> oh, I understand a thousand percent, man. Yeah. I'm over here trying to do it the whole time we're talking. Yeah. Uh, dang, I'm going to have to. Okay. So, well, if, if no, I got it, I got, okay. I got two of the three. I'm going to, I'm sure it's going to come to me. Okay. So three thing. Uh, so first one, just hit me one more time. First one is something that someone would, uh, bump their head on or most likely run into early on in a business that, uh, you can kind of give them a piece of information to, maybe help them either get through that time or avoid that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, my biggest piece of advice for somebody that like, like without knowing like what it is, like I really can't like speak to, speak it, to it directly, but I will say one of the biggest things that like will help you is to spend more time with like people that like you see that are like better than you. And I know that that's like out there, but I like the real life example is this is for like really from my own life is that like your, your current circle like um, can't help you with like the problems that you're having because they're not unless they're other business people like they're not entrepreneurs they're just normal people so like the friends that you currently have if they're not people that you see are more successful than you or like where you want to be they're not going to be able to help you and like one of the biggest things about that is that like when I was starting off with my business when I was running into all these little bumps and bruises that like that like you know you're talking about is that like I didn't know what to do with them because I had I was just like trying to figure it out myself. And then like I was going to like other people um, who didn't know how to run a business who weren't in my shoes, who've never been in a situation like that. And they were also just kind of just like literally like just shooting from the hip. And so like you literally you just had a bunch of like, I know I was gonna say idiots, but we, you basically were like a bunch of idiots trying to figure like this something out. Like, you know, like it doesn't matter how many idiots there are in the room, like you, it's just not gonna work. Like the, the greatest thing, like example, like, real life is like my mom my mom bless her heart she like she she's a great person she supports me in all of this but like she's not a business person and so when i was struggling with like how do i find more trainers how do i do this stuff like you know we're losing money every single month like what do i do some of like the ideas like my mom had was like well why don't you go and hire a trainer and then tell them about your business and like quit and i'm like that is that is one deceptive two that's not a good way to start a business relationship with somebody like off of a lie or like a deception like that and like so like some like these ideas that like you know that like basically i don't want to say like like just non-entrepreneur people the ideas that non-entrepreneur people have like they just they're not going to be able to help you because they're not in your shoes so by like my biggest piece of advice is like to go out you don't have to hire a coach you don't have to like be like find a mentor necessarily like that um to invest money in something like that but just like literally surrounding yourself with more and making friends with like other people who have done it or are trying to do it at the very least, at least like even if they're not more, if they're at the same level as you, at least they understand like what the problem that you're having, and they're gonna be giving able to give you better feedback to deal with whatever issue you have than like just your normal friends. Yeah, and they might even post about it on social, and it makes me think something that I pick up from that is just like in some ways that circle could be at, at the beginning stages of you just following more people that are in the same journey that you're in. 
you know what I mean? Or slightly more uh, successful, like you said, to where you can actually watch detailed information that's specific to what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And then the second one, the second one was like how to money. save somebody. Yeah, yeah, money. yeah, money. Yeah. Um, I'm going to broaden this a little bit, but I'm going to give a specific example of how you can save money. Um, so my thing is like the number, my second piece of advice for people is to basically like, if you want to be a six figure business or beyond, like, then you need to act like a six figure business. And so what I mean by that is that like a lot of like some people think that like, oh, like once I become six figures, then I'll like you know, tighten up like my like my stuff and like make it more professional and all that. And it's like, no, you become a six figure business by doing the things a six figure business does. When you do the same things the six figure business does, like the actions, like your reality will start to reflect your actions. And so like like some of the biggest things I can think of is just like um, is just like tightening up on like how things look, being professional um the biggest one is like people who like try to and this is how they're going to save money is like people that try to avoid credit card fees like i'm not going to take credit card be i'm just like just venmo me just paypal me what kind of six-figure business do you know that like you can pay with venmo or like paypal like i can't go to mcdonald's and venmo them and, like i can't go to the movie theater and venmo somebody like i can't play i can't pay netflix through venmo like <laughs> like you just you you can't do that and so like but like that's how people are behaving and all the because they're worried about losing out on three percent and so like the biggest thing i see is that like trainers who uh with their clients are like hey like cool you're just going to pay me via venmo every month and then every month they have to chase down money they're like hey like it's time to pay up Two, like you know like i i said like um you know people want to do business with like people they like and like you're like a lot of times as a trainer like you're it's 50% coach, 50% friend. And then when you start talking about money, the friend part like really starts to like, like diminish. So like people like are just like every month that you remind somebody like, oh, this is a business transaction. This is not truly like a friendship, not a relationship um, and such. But versus if you had their card on file or better yet, you have them on an auto bill every single four weeks or every two weeks or some or something like that. Um, but if you're billing auto billing them every single month and it's just hitting their card, you're avoiding that conversation. Um, you know, it's you're you're not their mom. You like I'm, you're not there to like make sure that they're being physically responsible. That's on them. Um, and that and like you end up saving a lot more than the three percent costs you because the moment one client decides to cancel like four months into their six months like their six month agreement one month into their 12 month agreement or something like that you lost way more than three percent just by like by doing something like that i had one i have one train oh my gosh not not a trainer at training grounds one of the trainers at training grounds hired another trainer and he was just like yeah just paypal me every single month and he or she thought that like because that's the way i've taught business and that's how they run it that like when they input their credit card that and they paid the person that they were just auto being billed every month. They went like seven months later to like cancel their like subscription with this person, realized that they never had a subscription in the first place, <laughs> that they have been getting like free training for the last like six of the seven months. And that dude I know is just trying to avoid credit card fees and like, yo, you just cost yourself way more than 3%. And yeah. I know that that's not the first time that's happened because I actually do know other trainers that have hired this person. True. Yeah. So. It, well, and it makes a ton of sense to me. That's another thing that just clicks so hard because I think about what you were saying as far as like you don't want to turn that relationship into them thinking of you in a negative light. Right. So like when they hear from you out of the blue, it's just to discuss money. And, and not that it's just to discuss money because right. you're going to talk coaching and things yeah. like that. But to 
kind of like get hit with that little negative thought or negative feel every time. Like, oh, money. Like, yeah. oh, I do got to pay that over and over and over as opposed to it just coming out without being seen or yeah, talked about. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, um, Brandon and like a bunch of other people have always said, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I completely agree with that. Like if you, if you are not acting like a six figure business in one area that may not seem to matter, let, like, let's say you do charge people with like recurring subscriptions, uh, you have their card on file, but you're like slacking in other areas where maybe like your stuff isn't, you're sending them like word documents instead of like, like, I don't know, like just instead of like professionally looking mm, like things like that, you yeah, know, yeah. like, um, it all carries over it all. Ca- I'm not going to say these things make or break your business. Cause they really don't. But like, if you're slacking in one area like that, like it definitely carries over into like other areas of your business for sure. And I, and one of the things that also made me think of right off the bat is like, so I've been a person that as a consumer, when I go to buy something or sign up for something, the payment options that are presented will a lot of times make me not go through with it because if it's like if they don't accept the one that i am the most comfortable with or am willing to use then you just lost my business yeah so that makes a ton of sense in that (laughs) aspect too so go ahead and go with the last one too then of something that you've kind of learned along along the way to give yourself like a happier life whether it be through your business or just overall in general but like something that you've learned through this journey yeah so uh i have really like the day my business turned around and like the trainers who are the most successful and um, and I won't just say financially successful because I do know a bunch of financially successful trainers that may not be at their happiest, but the happiest, most successfully financial trainers that I know, um, like don't like we, we just stopped worrying about money. Like, like I kid you not, like the day I stopped caring about money with my gym and just focused on making sure I had the best product and the best service, like somehow money just came to me. It's just like, oh, like when you find, like when you have the best service, the best, like you have the best product, like you're just naturally going to over time, like win out. Like people are going to realize it. Word of mouth spreads and things like that. It may be slow. It may, um, yeah, it may be slow. It may take a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, like it just comes and you're just happier because you're literally doing things because you genuinely like to do it versus like versus for the money. So I just find that like when people are like focused on money, like you tend to actually like 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 repel away like money when you when you're like not giving a crap about it. And you're just like, I'm just going to do something nice and help this person. I'm just going to go out of my way and help this person. Like somehow like it all like pays off at the end of the day. So my biggest thing, like if you are going to like if you want to like be happy and successful, uh, be happy, successful and like be financially stable, like just help people (laughs) and like focus on like making sure that you they have the best experience of their life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes a ton of sense as well, as I've said to a lot of other things, because I've seen a little bit of that in my life. And I'm sure a lot of people you like you said, a lot of people say that on social as well, too. I put that out there of like when you're doing the right things kind of it just the th- the things you're looking for and and wanting and working towards kind of just come to you and a lot of people i think look at that as like that's craziness like you're yeah you're, you're, it must be nice it must be nice that you're one of those people that, that how it works out but it's like are they putting in the time to to really make sure that's what they're doing and i have realized with this like that's why what created some of the questions like i said that i just gave you being newer questions is because like i want to try to get more to the details and more yeah. to giving some quality out of the interview as much as i can and 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 really providing some value so that's why i love that you said 
that was one of the big things you want to do on here was make sure that you did something that gave like a big piece of value or yeah. a big impact. Yeah. No, like the, just to go a little bit more on that last point, like if you're doing th like, here's where I see people go wrong a lot is like when they have like money as their objective, when things don't work out right away and things don't pay off right away, they bail on it. So it's just like, Hey, like, you know, like try, like run, like, like posting consistently contents like, Oh, Eddie, I tried posting for like a week and like, I didn't get any new client. Like you did it for a week <laughs> and like, you're not being genuine about it either. Like you're literally posting because you want money in return mm. or like you're expecting somebody to pay off or they're like, Hey Eddie, like I tried uh, this strategy where like you go out and you like talk to all these people and like um, all the conversations are just kind of like dying or something like that. It's just because like you did it with the, like you're so attached to the outcome. The outcome is just like getting paid versus like the outcome just being like somebody walked away and saying thank you and remembering your, you for like when they are ready to purchase. A lot of people like, I can't, cannot tell you how many times somebody has been like, yeah, this person said no to me. And then like three, four or five months later, New Year's comes around or something like that. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know what? I'm ready to make that change now because mm, you did okay. something nice for me back then before you, because you gave me that free workout because like I didn't feel that you were trying to even sell me anything like I thought of you first. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's a good one, too. So what's next as far as you personally or, or and and or training grounds, man? I mean, what what's on the your mind? Because I, I feel like people like you and, and entrepreneurs, it's always like I'm working towards this or this is kind of my thoughts of go, where we're going next or what else I'd like to get into. Or is there anything along that lines that you feel like is what's next for you? Yeah. Training grounds? Yeah. So training grounds, um, I'm being patient about opening another location. So um, just like I was with that first one and like thankfully walking away from like a location that wasn't good. Um, I'm being patient about like just having another one like pop up. Our train, uh, the, the, our Dublin location like that we have is pretty much near capacity at this point. Um, and I don't really want to expand that one anymore. Like I feel like I can make more of an impact and do more by going into another location, whether that's in Columbus or that's somebody somewhere else. Um, I see, I see what training grounds, like I want this to be like a franchise kind of thing where somebody else, um, like, you know, like buys a franchise and I show them how like I built this up and like how I made it successful. Um, and I, I really believe like it's perfect for any trainers who are basically on the verge of doing your own gym anyway. If you're going to spend the money to do your own gym, well, then let me show you how at, at Training Grounds you can basically have other people pay for your gym plus like you make a profit off of it um, while you get to keep like you get to run your business and keep all the money you make from your own business. Like I designed training grounds in a way because I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. So like I've basically like automated and systemized a lot of this stuff. I have taken two to three weeks off of even being at training grounds for vacations, for trips. I've probably been on too many vacations this year, to be honest with you. Like I'm actually like people are going to like think I'm a dick for saying this, but I'm kind of sick of traveling right now. Like I just want to get back to the grind. Like I really do. It's so hard. To, it takes you out of your routine. Mm, and then like you have stuff. to like it takes time. Like you play catch up and then like you're back in your routine and then all of a sudden you're on another trip. So like um, but but you're able to do that with training grounds because like I wanted to automate and systemize it so much. And so like that's where like I'm just kind of waiting for like the next like any trainer like who like the next trainer or somebody who wants like to kind of run their own business, start a gym. I want to show them like how you can do training grounds and we can partner together on that. 
um, my my primary objective right now because like that is more of like a patience game and waiting for like um, like the right situations to happen and really going out and making the right situations happen. But like where like I can make the most impact right now is like growing like the mentorship side of my business. So like I've already helped like numerous people like uh, become like financially successful and I want to just like expand that. I want to help more people outside of Columbus. I have people in like Missouri and like Virginia and like Pittsburgh, like in like my mentorship. I just want to keep growing and like helping other trainers like be financially like free. Um, And then like my last goal is to like just this one's the more selfish one. Like I want to obviously like make sure that like my future generations are taken care of. And so like we talked about this earlier, but like literally all my money that I'm making right now, like I'm investing, like I'm not like I'm the kind of person that like if it's in my bank account, I'm going to spend it. So like I, I've always had it just like <laughs> as soon as like I make money, I have to put it in something that I won't touch. And so right now, like I'm literally funneling all my money into like retirement like uh, vehicles such as real estate. And so like that's uh, that's where like I'm funneling all of it. So that way, like. I can basically in my 40s like just do more of what I love to do without worrying about money. Like right, that is right. the that is like the greatest thing is like when you can just genuinely help people because you don't care about money because you're already taken care of, you've got yours, you're good, then you can like really truly like just go out and help people. It seems like the happiest people, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems like those are the legit most genuinely happy people that get to do something that they care about. And not have to worry like, oh, I need to market this way. I need to do this. I yeah, need to, I have to I like, got show to up like this. I have to fake, be fake like this. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. It's yeah. just like I can just do this just straight from the heart because I'm not worrying about all that extra stuff. Right. It yeah. makes a ton of sense, man. And I and I love hearing that. And I love hearing that you have that that mindset. I love hearing that everything come full circle of even you to say like with your money you make yourself accountable in a way by like, I'm going to invest it so yeah. that I can't just spend it. It's like all oh, everything kind of coming together and seeing how you either are applying things from personal life into the business or things from the business into the personal life to make them work and make them uh, create your goals and your happiness within you, man. So before we get out of here, give everybody an idea where to find you on social and, and uh, yeah, you can, um, you can find me on Instagram at training grounds, gym. Um, you can find me on Facebook under my real name, UDN Zhang, Y U D I A N space Z H A N G. Um, yeah, those are the, the two platforms I'm like primarily on. I need to get into LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is like a huge space right now where like organic reach is just like going everywhere. So like definitely I need to be on LinkedIn more. Yeah, um, It's weird how little things hit like that. Right. Where yeah. it's like that's it's been around for a while. Yeah. And it always seemed like is yeah. what's really going on there does yeah. it does it do a lot for small business but now it's seeming like it, it is a they, they made microsoft made a safe like a not a safe a smart move by actually like going beyond just like a resume company where you just post your resume when you're looking for a job to an actual like a social media site for like business professionals like they it's like i'm like before i remember when i used linkedin i was only to update like basically put my resume online um but now like um you know you have like a feed and you have like posts and you have like uh photos and you have videos and so like they did a good job of like actually becoming more like a social site yeah versus just like here's my resume right right when i saw that that's what really threw me off like oh it's its own little like business and work social media now yeah which of course is the wave so why not yeah but man i appreciate this like this like crazy if there's uh anything you want to say before you get out of here we can but if not man we can go ahead and wrap it up i 
I'm so thankful that you came on, man, and that you were even interested in doing this because I feel like you're someone who is really successful in your space and to see your growth has been awesome. And I'm always like, man, do they, is this something they they want to do? Is this something they're interested in? And, and is it something that is even going to work for your schedule for somebody as busy <laughs> as you? Cause that's something that's been tough with us from the jump, man. No, but I, I really, really I, I appreciate always it. like, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I always like just like sharing information. The more people I can reach to help, in some way shape or form it all comes around and like it pays off maybe not financially but like through karma or whichever like that so with that being said the last thing i just want to say is that if anybody wants any help with like their personal training or like coaching business um like i said like i i, I I'm, I'm i don't do this for the money just hit me up and like i will help you as much as i can for free honestly my god i love yeah. everything you said at the end there man that's everything that i like hearing and and i think everything that's going to just push you even further to the top man yeah all right in that case let's get out of here man dope my god Whew.